to the Everybody Podcast. Here, we'll dive into all things health and mindset to help you learn to push past your limits into a life you can be obsessed with. My name is Cassie, and I'm a personal trainer and health coach focused on guiding you toward being your healthiest, happiest self. So buckle up and let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back. I am so glad to be with you here again today. And I have a little warning um, for those of you that are listening today. I am going to be talking about suicide and mental health today. If that is something that is triggering for you, I would suggest maybe not listening to this episode. If that is something you feel like you need help with, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline for the United States is 1-800-273-8255. If you need help, reach out and call. Now, let's get down to it. I am going to be talking today really about the show title, I Want It, I Got It. And um, you might wonder how suicide and mental health and um, all of that tie together. But I'm going to tell you a little story about what happened today before I started recording and how it brought me to this episode. So this morning, I actually went out and I ran a 5K. And I met with a friend. I have a friend of mine. He and I have been running together for a few years. Uh, He invited me to this 5K he had signed up for. I signed up for it. We went. And um, it was a smaller 5K. You know, there weren't very many people there. And I ended up taking first place in my age category. So females age 30 to 39, I finished first. This is the first time that that's ever happened to me. This wasn't the best race I've ever run. This wasn't the fastest race I've won. But I ended up taking first place. And it is the first time that I've taken first place in any race, big or small, And so then it started, of course, me thinking I'm on this adrenaline high and everything as I'm, you know, we went out to eat afterwards and I had a little bit of a drive home and time to think. And I started thinking about my past and where I've been and where I am now. And I know last week we talked about your past a little bit too. Um, And I'm a huge Ariana Grande fan. (laughs) I'm not ashamed to admit it. I love Ariana Grande. I love her song, Seven Rings. And I love the attitude of, I want it, I got it. That really does pump me up. It, um, it, It really does bring me to a place of, absolutely, that is the attitude that I take toward life. If I want it, I got it. I already got it if I want it. I am gonna figure out a way to get it. And you know, it it brings me to a point of thinking of all the excuses that people come up with for reasons that they can't have what they want, or they'd never get what they want, or there's no possible way I can make a change. And I do tend to be the type of coach and the type of trainer that is um, empathetic. I am not pushy. I do not like yell at my clients or anything, but I do have a very tactful way of questioning limiting beliefs. And I believe I have a very respectful way of encouraging people to push past those limiting beliefs. So this whole saying, I want it, I got it, um, really has come full circle for me, especially today. 
And for you to be able to understand where I am now, I need to talk about my past a little bit more. Um, I know I've talked about my past a lot in this podcast, in some of the former episodes, even some of the ones way back in the beginning. Um, I know I've touched on this issue a little bit. I've never gone very deep into it. Um, But this podcast is not just a way of me reaching out and hopefully helping you and other people, but it's a healing process for me. This is, I'm on a journey right now. Um, I'm on a journey right now in my life to improving and continuing to improve uh, my personal development, my mental health. You're basically listening to my diary, okay, if we could think of it that way, Um, but just a diary that's meant to help you as much as it's meant to help me. So years ago. Um, let's even start way back when I was a kid. I grew, I grew up in a home that was very poor. I grew up in a home where both my parents were addicts. I grew up in a home where both my parents were absent quite a bit. Um, I know I've talked about this before. I had an older sister that really helped take care of me. Um, but a lot of my life I was pretty much on my own and, you know, I never knew that it was wrong or different or bad whatever. It just was the way that it was. I never knew any different. I never knew any better. Um, I saw how other families worked of, you know, friends' houses and things like that, but um, it never really made me question my life at all. But because I grew up in those circumstances and I did grow up in like a lower income type neighborhood, not not anything unsafe, but I would say that it was pretty, um, you know, a lot of families were comfortable. And there were a lot of families that were below poverty level for sure. And I was one of them. Um, And obviously that developed some habits in my life, but it really affected my mindset because when I look at just all the people that I was surrounded with that were close to me, whether they were in my family or just even people I tended to surround myself with, we were all kind of in the same boat, right? So we were all eh, a little bit poor. Um, We were all kind of scrambling for money. We were all raised by parents who were drinkers or taking drugs. Um, Many of us were raised by parents who were, you know, absent or uh, whatever. Those were just some of the people that I did tend to attract myself to, right? Like you look for people like you. Now, of course, I had some friends that were not in that category as well, but um, I did have that mindset of like, well, I live in this city. I'm from this city. Uh, this is uh, how how it is. You get a uh, you can go to college, but you don't have to. You can just work at pick and save or or the local daycare or whatever forever and make a just above poverty level income. Um, and it's fine because you have food stamps and uh, you know insurance for your kid through the state. And I, I'm not saying that's wrong at all. Um, but that was just kind of the mindset I had. That's how a lot of people were living around me. And that's just how I assumed, um, that I would live too. Not that it was right or wrong. It's just like, oh, that's just the norm. Um, and so, you know, most of you know, I did have my son when I was 19. He was born with a heart disease. So I was getting social security, uh, insurance for him, uh, healthcare, help with groceries, um, you know, everything. I still worked. I was working full time. Um, but I was in a really horrible relationship at the time too. And I fell into a very, very, very deep depression. And I'm not sure if it was postpartum depression or if it was just depression. Um, I still don't know 
if it was which one it was. But I, I can say looking back, I've pretty much been depressed almost my whole life. I've, I've spent my whole life in a place up until recently um, where it was just normal for me to be exhausted, fatigued, tired, and sad all the time, uh, no matter what I did, no matter how much I could enjoy myself in certain situations. When the day was done and I was alone or it was nighttime and it was quiet, I was not happy. And um, again, that was something that I just assumed was somewhat normal. I know growing up, my parents suffered from mental health issues. I know my sister suffered and maybe still does suffer from some mental health issues. I think growing up in a situation like that um, puts your mindset in that way. Um, you know, it just, all of it, the not eating nutritious foods because you can't afford them, um, you know, the cigarette smoking, um, the exposure to drugs and alcohol constantly. I mean, guys, I started drinking before I was 13 years old. Now, I will never say I wouldn't ever have called myself an alcoholic. I've never really been addicted um, to drugs or alcohol, but I did get my first underage drinking ticket when I was 13. And um, I just think a lot of it is just due to the the circumstances that I grew up in. I'm not blaming anyone, but when you grow up in an area and in a group and circle of friends and family where that's the norm, you just don't see it to be wrong or bad per se. So anyways, getting back to the point, um, around, you know, 19, 20 years old, my son had had open heart surgery, had been home from the hospital. I was working full time. My boyfriend at the time, my son's father, was never holding down a job, um, and he wasn't great at taking care of our son during the day either, so I worked at a daycare, and I brought my son to work with me. Um, my ex would drop me off, take my car out all day. There were, you know, drugs going on. Um, he's definitely constantly cheating on me, um, and then calling me crazy for, for, you know, assuming that, and, you know, it just... It was not a good situation. I didn't have um, a lot of friends around. I had lost a lot of my friends because I chose to be uh, in a relationship with a man that was not treating me well. And eventually my friends kind of gave up on me and, and that's okay. Um, I I look back and I'm like, God, I would have done the same thing. I was so far gone uh, down a hole that there really wasn't much that anyone could have done for me anymore at that time. And I realized that there's absolutely no hard feelings there at all. Um, I've gotten to points like that with friends as well. So I was pretty alone. Um, and I definitely think I was realizing that I really, really fucked up my life <laughs> at the time. I mean, I had, I had scholarship offers to play basketball at division two schools. Um, I, and then I chose to go to a school that was close to home, no scholarship, but thinking that would be the right thing. And I played my first season of college basketball and I dropped out as soon as basketball was over because there was just nothing holding me there. I wasn't happy. I wasn't satisfied. I was just depressed and then subsequently became pregnant and on we go. Um, but the turning point in my life really was probably when I was about 20, a little over 20. And I was extremely depressed to the point where I was suicidal. Now, I never attempted, fully attempted suicide, but I was at the stage where I was planning and I had a plan. And I know that's 
basically one step away from completing your plan. And I really didn't talk to anyone about it. But I remember probably two to three weeks of consistently after putting my son to bed in his crib, going and sitting on the living room floor and figuring out how I could end my life in a way that would be the most convenient for everyone else to clean up after and the easiest way to be sure that my son would be taken care of. So the one piece that I couldn't figure out was if I do this at night when I'm alone, that was my plan. I'm going to put my son to bed and that's when I'm going to do it. Was how would anyone know that I was gone and to come get my son? So that was like the hardest part because I didn't want to tell anybody. I wasn't going to tell anybody that I was doing it. It wasn't like send a text and do it so someone could come because I didn't want anyone to stop me. I didn't want the chance of anyone coming and saving my life. I truly believed that I was no longer um, needed here. I truly believed that I was more of an inconvenience to everybody and everything and that everyone would be happier if I was gone. This was what I believed. I believed that if I was no longer living, everyone's life would be happier. And there were obviously many, many um, pieces to this puzzle and why I believed that at the time. I truly, truly believed that. Um, but I just couldn't figure out who would take care of my son when I was gone. Because I knew his dad wouldn't. I knew he might sit there for a day or a day and a half, and I didn't want to risk him dying. I didn't want to risk him being sad or upset. And so that's really why I never did it. And so to this day, I tell him he saved my life just by being alive. And then I think about this. So I looked at that part of my life as such a regret, but I also knew that I was extremely depressed before that ever happened. And if he wouldn't have been placed here, maybe I wouldn't be here because maybe I would have gotten to that point with some other part of my life. Um, maybe I was already down that path before he came into my life and he, him being here really just solidified my existence, which is just mind-blowing if you think about it. But now let's get to the whole point of this episode. Because I've been through that, because I have been to the lowest of lows, because I have been to that point in my life where I literally did not want to live anymore, I also view life very differently now, now that I have been there. And whether or not I look at it as a blessing in disguise um, is maybe something you could say. Just another opportunity learned. Not to downplay the severity of it. It is a very severe illness. It is an extreme illness of of the brain being that depressed to the, in that point of your life. But I also look at it as it was another learning opportunity. It was a, something that really did help me learn and grow. And now the reason I am the way that I am today is because of that. If I want something, you bet I am going to figure out a way to get it. I want it. I got it. 
And that is really a mantra that I live by. There is absolutely no excuse, no barrier, nothing you can put in my way to prevent me from getting something that I want now. Because I've been at the lowest of lows, there is no reason that I can't have every single thing in life that I want. And it also is why I approach my coaching and my training the way that I do. While I am tactful and empathetic, I also am kind of a no bullshit kind of person as well. I do not like to put up with excuses, especially when people have excuses that are not even close to things that should be getting in their way. You know, and and so this is really... (laughs) took me almost 17 minutes to get here, but this is the point of this episode today. What excuses are you making for yourself? Even if you are at the lowest of your possible low right now, there is absolutely no reason that you can't pick your butt up and get yourself moving today right now. Stop making these stupid excuses about, I can't have that, or I can't do this. I can't possibly get out of debt. I can't possibly lose weight. There's no way I could get a better paying job. I'm stuck in this relationship. I just am having a no BS attitude toward that today, mostly because I'm fired up on adrenaline. But just hear me out here. Every time you tell yourself you can't have something and you make an excuse for the reason that you can't have something that you truly want, that's all you're doing is making excuses. Because I'll tell you what, if you really want something, if you truly, really, really want it, you're going to damn well make sure you figure out how to get it. And that's the approach that I take in my life, especially over the last couple of years as I have been growing more as a person and really seeing the things that I am capable of, I like to instill that in other people. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how much trauma you've been through. And I know that that can sound a little bit harsh, but let me tell you, I've been through plenty myself and I don't use it as an excuse that holds me back either. I don't care if you feel slighted by other people. I don't care if you're worried about being judged. I don't care if you are um, fearful of the outcome of failure. Because if you stay stuck in that spot of being afraid, of being worried, of telling yourself you can't because of X, Y, and Z, I'll tell you, you're never going to get out of that spot. So I just want you to start taking the approach that I do to life. If you want it, go get it. There is literally nothing holding you back from the things and the life that you have always dreamed of. There is nothing holding you back. If you want to go make $100,000 this year, there are ways to do it. If you want to lose 10 pounds, 50 pounds, 100 pounds, there are ways to do it. There are. There are sacrifices you'll have to make. And there is maintenance work to do once you get there. So if you really want it, you have to understand the work that comes with it. But just saying you want something and then making up excuses for why you can't have it means you don't really want it. If you really wanted it, you would be out there getting it already. If you want it, go get it. This is something that you can start living by. 
the excuse making is something that is only going to take you backwards. If you're not going forwards, you're going backwards. We don't stay static. We never stay static in life. Every day, your goal is to get 1% better than the day before. Do one more thing. An example of this is I was on a nutrition call. I do nutrition coaching. And I had two clients on a, on a group call with me just last night. And both of them were just a little, a little down. I asked for a rose and a thorn. So what's gone well and what hasn't gone so well or what needs, what's your thorn this week? What's bugging you, you know? And um, both of them kind of had a similar thorn. Like, I'm not really sure what my meals are. I'm really sucking at meal planning. I don't know how to figure out what exactly to have for dinner. And, you know, they're looking for advice. That's why, that's why I'm, I'm their coach, right? And you know what I said to them? I said, well, is this something you really want? Go back to your why. Why are you doing this? Why are you taking this course? Why are you paying me to coach you through this? Tell me why. And if that why is deep enough, if that why is something you actually want, then you're going to figure this out. If you want it, you're going to get it. But if you're just mildly invested in this, like, uh, you know, I could lose weight, but I don't really care if I do or not. Really deep down, I'm, I'm kind of fine with where I'm at. I mean, I'm not happy, but I also don't want to work hard enough for it. Or, you know, I know eating better would be better for my health in the long run, but I feel fine now. So I don't know. Then you're not committed. You're not there. You're not ready for it yet. You can't force it. You can't force yourself into results. You just can't. You have to want it. And then if you really do want it, you're going to do whatever it takes to go get it. So wherever you are in your life right now, whatever you are thinking about changing or going after, whether it be something health and fitness, career, parenting, maybe you're in a really terrible marriage and you need to get out of that, right? And all the excuses hold you back. I honestly know so many people that are in marriages that just aren't working and they're only staying out of convenience. It's convenient financially. It's convenient because of the kids. It's convenient because I'm not sure where I live or what I do. I know that it's not easy. I know it's a life-changing decision, but I'll tell you what you're going to do is you are going to extremely regret spending the next 25 to 30 years plus of your life with another human that you don't love. Your kids see this. Your kids know. Is it better to, you know, leave a relationship and live a happier, healthier life, a longer life for you because you're not going to be under as much stress and you're going to be having better habits and smiling more and all of those things? Or is it more worth it to stick it out because fear of judgment, fear of finances, whatever. You can go with the excuse or you can go with the, I want it, I got it, right? If you want something, you just need to go get it. You need to figure it out. Now, I'm not saying go get a divorce tomorrow. I'm not saying quit your job today. That's not what I'm saying. But if you are at a point in your life where you realize that whatever situation you're in is no longer serving you, then go change it. You are only wasting your own hours, your own days. Nobody knows how long we're going to be here. I could die 30 minutes after recording this episode. 
you could die 30 minutes after listening to this episode. And once that happens, then what? You know, what are, what do you want people to remember about you? What do you want people to say about you? What do you want to leave behind? Because if we think about life, life is about legacy. It's about what we do while we're here to leave behind for others. No matter what happens after we're gone, what really what we want to do is make sure that the time that we spend here is meaningful, is purposeful to you and to others. Living your best life. You don't want to be laying on your deathbed, looking back, thinking of all the excuses you made and all the things that you said you were going to do and never did and being full of regret. I know that I want to be on my deathbed looking back and being like, wow, that was a wild ride. Look at all the stuff that I did. Look at all the fun that I had. Look at all the excuses I broke through, all the things I accomplished that I never thought I could. You can do this. You can do this. If you want something, I want you, when this episode is over, to get off this episode and go make a list and figure out how you're going to get what you want. Because I'll tell you that there are so many things in my life right now that I never, never thought I could have because I was stuck in a mindset that wouldn't allow me to believe it. So now it's up to you. What are you going to do? What do you want? What are you going to get? Whatever you want, look at it as you've already got it. If you want something, I want you to write it down. I want you to read it day after day after day. Remind yourself why you want it. And I want you every day to make yourself 1% closer to getting there. Because I promise you, if you push yourself and step outside of your comfort zone and start believing in yourself, you can do anything that you put your mind to. I know that's something that parents often say to their kids, but I am a true believer in this. You can do anything that you put your mind to. I don't care how old you are. I don't care what your financial situation is, your employment, your relationship situation. I don't care if you have 10 kids or no kids. If you really want something, there is nothing holding you back from achieving that something than yourself. Start getting out of your own way and get after it, my friends. Thank you so much for listening. It means a lot to me that you are here. It would be amazing for you to share this episode on social media and tag me in it. Can't wait to be back next time. Talk soon.